Welcome to Life Quest Liberty, live in-depth conversations with today's top writers, editors, and spiritual leaders concerning religious freedom around the world. On today's broadcast, we'll examine local and international factors that may be impacting your right to worship and obey God as your conscience dictates. I'm your Life Quest Liberty host, Charles Mills. You've heard the phrase before, it was an act of God. The Almighty has been blamed for what humans don't understand or can fully explain. These days, that phrase is being used in a whole new way. Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, is with us to explain. Lincoln, what do we need to know? Well, we, we know after Hurricane Sandy uh, what devastation can be wrought yes. by a major storm on the east coast Absolutely. of the U.S. You don't live too far from me, and I'm a little closer to Washington, yeah. which is, uh, in, in, in a way, essentially a coastal city. It's on the Chesapeake Bay region, which even though it's huge and we're not quite on the very coast, it's, it's coastal uh, weather yeah, that's effect. That's salt water up there. Absolutely. And I can remember, man, when that, that uh, Hurricane Sandy, that, that massive, yeah. uh, slow-moving storm came twirling in. At one stage, they had the track of the storm coming right through Hagerstown, where I live. Oh, boy. But luckily, the spin of it worked in our favor because, as I remember, the weather was having to go up through New York, around inland, and then come back at us. Yes, yes. So it turned out not to be as bad, and all I'm left with is peeling paint from all the tape where I taped up the windows, and it ripped the paint off. <laughs> but I've traveled up to New Jersey, New York, a number of times since then, and, and much of that damage is still not taken care of. Mm. And, of course, the psychic scar to the community is pretty big. Uh, the New York subways were flooded, and life sort of ground to a halt there in many areas. In fact, even driving across to JFK, I, I saw a whole beach area where all the boats were tumbled and smashed up mm. close on the shore. It was, it was quite amazing. Well, there were a lot of houses destroyed, most of them not even rebuilt yet. And amazingly, in the shuffle to make sure that such a disaster doesn't have quite the same effect again, we can't stop the act of God, as they're called. <laughs> One of the, the uh, legislators, U.S. Representative Christopher Smith, introduced House Resolution 592, and it was passed by Congress. And amazingly, this resolution, or this legis piece of legislation, which will not be law, of course, until the Senate passes it, and then the President signs it into law, or, or he could veto it. Yeah. Uh, but this, this piece of legislation says that as the state gives f federal grants to private individuals to rebuild homes destroyed by such a storm, that they will give money to churches hmm. or church groups whose church buildings have been destroyed by the storm. And that's a new spin that I really haven't seen for a long time. Hmm. If anyone's listening to this program that reads Liberty Magazine, goes to our website, and you can get there, libertymagazine.org, you'll see that one of the themes that we come back to over and over again is the detriment to the principle of separation of church and state that's posed by state aid to churches and church uh, programs. And we're always talking about it. And to schools, religious schools should not get state money, although it's often taken. Yeah. And Liberty Magazine points out the case that even when it's legally allowed, it's not only bad for separation of church and state from a governmental point of view, it's always corrupting to the clear operation of a church and keeping its doctrinal and, and membership integrity. The, the big example we're always pointing to is in England, for example, where they still have an established church mm -hmm. where the uh, churches are paid for and, and, and uh, 
uh, office holders, a run through government scrutiny and so on. The net effect of it is the most debilitated, weak church structure you can imagine because the reality is that in, in England and in other countries with similar establishment in this modern world where the power of old world religion has faded, uh, that people see no personal obligation to financially support the, the church. Mm-hmm. They're not under any great compulsion to attend these, these thoroughly uh, formalized services, and the church is withering away. It's amazing in the United States where Alexis de Tocqueville, that French uh, commentator uh, shortly uh, after the American Revolution came here and talked to people, and he said they all ascribed the strength of religion in America to the separation of church and state. And so this is, in my view, a very retrograde step and the churches risk selling their birthright for a mess of pottage. Yeah, yeah. You know, as I listen to you talk about this, Lincoln, I'm assuming that this is unilateral. It doesn't matter what church. It could be a Catholic church. It could be a Methodist church, an Adventist church, a Baptist church. It doesn't really matter. Am I right? Well, that's the theory. But I mean, can it be a mosque? Can it be a, a yes, Hindu shrine? Absolutely. Okay, all right. Well, this is, this is all, you're also fishing toward what I think will be the complication. Because religions are not much monitored in the United States. Right, I mean, right. I could form a religion, the Church yeah. of, uh, of Lincoln Steed. <laughs> yeah, Lincoln Steed, the divine one. Yes. And we could have a church, and, and, and it could get blown down. Why uh, am I laughing? And, I don't know. Just, we okay. could, yeah, well, no, it would be a very serious religion if I established it. <laughs> but, you know, would you want state monies to go to rebuild that? Yeah. And it might be that fully implementing this would require the government to make a decision at what point something begins to be a church yes, or is just a, yes, yes, you know, a private yes, conceit. Yes. Well, that's not good. You don't want the state deciding that. And, and as I've said with the faith-based initiative, that amounts to government registration that's of religion. Right, that's right. Uh, so we don't want that. Then the other thing, the principle is fair enough, and most people understand it. They don't want, especially those that don't belong to any religion or that belong to a minority religion, they don't want their tax monies used to fund in a large way what they support in a minimal or to no way at all. Mm -hmm. So it can be seen as inequitable. Then it automatically will be so. Say there's a storm that sweeps on that east coast again. Well, the Roman Catholic churches and and Episcopal will probably be the major ones destroyed, and they will get most of the money from the government. $70 billion is the estimate that this will cost. Mm -hmm. So it's not small money, and I don't think that's right. It resonates with me because a few uh, a year or two ago, I was listening to the Supreme Court discussing another case, and I don't even remember what the case was, and something came up about building churches, and they got to joking about it. And, and for uh, the best part of an hour during the discussion of the major case, they kept coming back to this little shared joke. And I can't remember any dissenter uh, in their discussion. They all agreed that... that would be fine for the state to build churches as long as they built churches for everybody. <laughs> but really, if you look at it closely, it's not an equitable thing because no. all religions are not created equal. They don't build the same way. They don't have the same needs. They don't have the uniform-sized congregation. So, you know, the government's going to get into inequitable treatment of religion and inequitable use of tax monies to do that. Now, the author of this bill, I mean, did he give a reason or she give a reason why? Is there any language or something? Well, on the face of it, it's charity. Here, huge disaster. We want to help the community. Churches have been hit. Let's help them. If you look a little closer, you'll see that that 
it, it clearly has uh, a tilt toward the large established churches because mm. they will be the ones to benefit. Mm. And, and no one would suggest that we take government money to build them in the first place, right, right. but it's really the same dynamic. Uh, and, and I think there's a great irony, as the title of our uh, show pointed out, that what an insurance company will typically disallow as an act of God, well, those that know theology know that's not really true. That's true. But it's sort of the, uh, nature and nature's God, to, <laughs> uh, to, to quote the, the, the framers. It's certainly not an act of man. So a supernatural element, w- which is what religion deals with, here religion is at a loss and the civil state will solve your problem. Mm-hmm. I think there's just, there's just poetic irony in it. Mm-hmm. Now, there have been some objectors to this and, and uh, the, the Baptist Joint Committee that the Seventh-day Adventists find very amenable because Baptists were, were foremost in developing the separation of church and state and religious liberty in general in this country. They have objected. Uh, Americans United for Separation of Church and State have objected. They've been accused of being a little anti-religious, which I don't think is technically true, but sometimes their their stance can seem that way. But there are objectors, and, and I hope that their voices are heard. Like I'll quote from a spokesperson from the... the uh, Americans United, she says this, although it might not seem easy in times of tragedy to tell those seeking aid that they are ineligible for government grants, the bar on the government rebuilding houses of worship is an important limitation that exists to protect religious freedom for all. Mm -hmm. It upholds the fundamental principle that no taxpayer should be forced to fund a religion with which he or she disagrees and that the government should never support building religious sanctuaries. To me, it's self-evident. And as I'm reading that, I'm thinking of Madison, who put together the uh, the amendments to the Constitution. He was adamantly opposed to government levies to support religion. In his time, they wanted to levy to support religious teachers. And he wrote uh, reams of material in opposing that. So there's no question that he and, and his peers would not be comfortable with such a proposal. But it's been passed through Congress. And our listeners should be aware of that. So it's more than than a flippant idea. Uh, There are many things put up before Congress all the time, often with no expectation of passage, but this one's halfway there. You know, I can see why it would be very difficult for a congregation of people to be standing there outside of their church or what was their church. Half of it is now laying on the ground. And here is the government saying, you know, hey, we want to help you rebuild because we know that you're a pillar of the community and we want to be involved with this and we think that you're doing a good work. It would be very hard for them to close their hands and not accept that check. Yes, and so I guess it's the ultimate temptation. It is, it is. But uh, the dynamic is exactly the same as building it in the first place. And it puts people of faith back on their faith. What are they about? Are they about depending on the arm of the law and of of, uh, civil power, or are they uh, dedicated to a higher power? We don't have to say that it was God that did it, because uh, not directly, but these are the natural elements, these are the precise things that religion is brought about to deal with. The ups and downs of life, the cataclysms that come our way, faith and spiritual commitment should be the answer, not Caesar's gold coin. And that is the basis for so much of the temptation we as Christians find that we're facing. The devil wants to make sure that we have it easy. We want the easy way out. We want to have a government with a check in his hand standing there saying, hey, we're going to help you. And it's so hard for us to say no, but this is a real test, like you say, a test of faith. And 
all of us sometime are going to be facing these kinds of tests. And so these are these are very wise words you're giving us today, Lincoln. At the risk of laissez-majesty, I'll try to tell badly a joke I remember okay. with uh, W.C. Fields. In one of his movies, he made an improper suggestion to a woman, and he threw in a money discussion, and, and, and he insulted her because <laughs> I think he offered $100 or something. And then he upped it, you know, you know it had to be a million dollars. And so she quibbles and he says, Madam, what we're debating here is the price, not whether or not you'll do it. <laughs> I think with the churches, that's what's going on here. Yes. If the principle is important, it doesn't matter how needy you might think you are at the moment. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's a wrong dynamic. But unfortunately, uh, I think some church people and those that are trying to support them think that the principle can be twisted depending on the financial need. Mm -hmm. It really shouldn't make any difference if the church is short a dollar or a hundred million dollars. Always risky because it compromises. Your point of reference has shifted from faith in God and the congregation of believers to to a secular concern and uh, the support of non-believers. www.libertymagazine.org is the website. Lincoln, thank you so much for being with us today. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure. And until next time, this is Charles Mills along with Lincoln Steed, editor of Liberty Magazine, inviting you to rest in the freedom of God's love. Goodbye, everyone. If you'd like more information about LifeQuest Liberty, call Three Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651 or email us through our website at 3abn.org. Join us again next week at this same time as we examine more of the threats and challenges facing your religious freedom. May God keep the flames of liberty burning in your heart today. Today.